Lexus have just released the fourth generation of their RX line, a medium-sized luxury SUV, up against the likes of the Audi Q7, BMW X5 and Mercedes GLE, to name a few. There are three different engines spread across a total of seven variants, with pricing ranging from 73000 plus on-roads for the two-wheel drive 2.0-litre turbo RX200 up to 106000 plus on-roads for the RX450H Sports Luxury with its 3.5-litre V6 hybrid drivetrain. The new range is bigger, lower, roomier, more powerful and efficient, better equipped but more expensive than the last. Brent Davison and I were at the Lexus RX launch in Sydney, and Brent joins me on the line to talk about the experience. Brent, what was your first impression of the styling direction that the RX has taken? Errol, I thought the styling was best described as bold. Look, I'm, I'm a, a fan of the of the styling from the uh, from the windscreen back. Um, the nose, <laughs> I have to say, leaves me a little cold. It's it's. I, I, I can see where they're trying to go with this, but they're just exaggerating it a weeny bit too much, I think. Mm, yeah, I, I felt like a whale was trying to eat me when I was coming towards me. <laughs> Look, I, I love the fact that they've stuck every Lexus, in, in, everyone in this, in this range on 20-inch wheels. Um, it really accentuates those, those very uh, strong lines. But um, the, the nose, to, to get their famous, or now becoming famous, spindle grill, they, they've made the nose much, much longer than they really need to. So it, it almost unbalances the front of the car. Mm. Yeah, I have, to, I have to agree. I think they, uh, they even admitted that they, they think the black one will be the most popular because it at least softens the, the grill. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, when you have to say that. But yes. Look, it, it, it doesn't look... Yeah, I, I, I kind of am one of these guys who like to give people the, the benefit of the doubt and say, you're not going to see it while you're inside it. Absolutely. Is that yeah. a cop out? Uh, maybe, but uh, Tanaka-san, <laughs> the Lexus engineer they uh, they brought out to the launch, said that customers welcome dramatic changes. So um, I, I I hope he's right. <laughs> do you think? I, it'll, I hope so. I do, hope so. Do you think it'll alienate the more conservative buyers? Yeah, I do. But but Errol, I have to say that I, I think. For a long time now, Lexus hasn't really been after the more conservative buyers. I think they've deliberately gone for people who feel that they're a little bit out there, that they want something a bit edgy. I mean, this started with the CT200, their their Corolla-sized small car. Um, You could see it in the new NX. Uh, you now see it in this, and it's it's appearing too in 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 some of the other models. The the, the big car, the LS, is still um, fairly conservative, but mm. but down down the food chain, um, yeah, I think they're they're looking for the the uh, do I dare say the hipster buyer? Yeah, is that wrong? Yeah, yeah maybe yeah, it is. I, I, but I you, think... know, you know, they're they're looking for a younger, edgier buyer in yeah. the, in this market. What what about yep. the in, the interior trims? I, I love the cream leather seats. I I, I really like that. I, I don't know how they'll cope with young kids or dogs, but... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, well, look, let's, let's be honest here. The person who buys the, uh, th- this car will probably have a couple of the, the former and one of the latter, you know. It's uh, mm. <laughs> the other way around, maybe. But, but yeah, look, I, the, the interior overall, I'm, I'm quite happy with I, I love the um, fairly dramatic dash styling. You know, it's, it's double-layered. It's got that huge screen, should you choose to have the model with a huge screen mm. or spend the money on the option pack that will give you the huge screen. Um, yeah, it's all very dramatic. It's the, the, the dash curves, it flows right into the doors, it spills over into the seats. You know, it's, it's, it's quite an experience, really. I mean, for mm. those of us like myself who hate 
the the standardised dashboard layout, this does it very nicely. Yeah, I, I love the uh, large. It's like a sort of an ultra widescreen, you know, cinema scope uh, type yep. display. And it really, just just using that with uh, just the sat-nav was, it's just amazing just what that bit of extra width in the display gives you in absolutely, terms of us- usability. What yeah, what, what I am against uh, in this Lexus and the, and the previous model too is the, the, the what we would refer to as the iDrive system in a BMW. It's, it's like a, a mouse that isn't in the center console and it mm. controls the various functions on that screen. I... I I think I think Lexus has been a bit too clever here, and they should go back to what the uh, like Mazda has in the Mazda 3, what BMW still has with the iDrive. Have a look at the Audi system. I, uh, yeah, Lexus has. I mean, rather than reinvent the mousetrap, they tried to build a better mouse, and it hasn't really worked. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this one should get caught in a trap and uh, disposed of. Yep. Um, I, I found it clunky too, and it, it's constantly kind of missing or going past what I wanted to. To get it's, to, it's and, hard to yeah, use while you're actually on the move. Yeah, I found it. I Other sort of systems too are, sensitive. Yeah. Yep. Way too sensitive. Yeah, yeah. But um, what about the performance? They, they've updated the engines. They're all more powerful, but they're pushing around a bigger car too. Yeah, they, they are. I mean, performance hasn't come forward in leaps and bounds. Um, I, I like the, the the numbers, the power and torque numbers out of the. Um, out of the hybrid, um, and mm. I think if you were being uh, the kind of person who wanted to chase those, those sort of numbers, that that would be the car you would pick. Um, you know, it's it's maximum torque three thirty five newton meters. You know, the combined power two thirty kilowatts. They, they're good numbers in a car. All right, it weighs close to two tons, but but with that um, uh, CVT, sorry, the, the very continuously variable automatic transmission, it, it rolls along quite nicely. I mean, the, the drive down through the National Park to Bundina um, it wasn't too taxing on the car, but it did show that, uh, yeah, that the transmission and the engine really worked well to move that car along nicely. Another thing that I really liked, and I commented to the, the guy who was, who was uh, in my passenger seat, it didn't feel like an, uh, an SUV from behind the wheel. It felt mm. like a mid-sized sedan. Yeah, it's, got, it's a very car-like ride now, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 the big tyres don't mean big noise either. They've, no. they've been very clever with that. Yeah, it was very a uh, very quiet ride as well. But um, yeah, I didn't have a chance on the RX two hundred. I don't think you did either. But um, it uh, it looks alright on paper, although it loses forty six kilowatts over its bigger brothers. Similar torque though. Yes, it, it has. It has. Well, actually, has the almost as much torque as the as the three and a half liter V six. Doesn't quite match mm. the the hybrid, but it's you know they're not they're not bad numbers, and and really in in this category of car, torque is way more important than uh, just sheer power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt I felt what, that... what, what I don't get with this though is that Lexus uh, and and Lexus Australia management can't answer the question either. Why the the, the turbo uh, four cylinder car comes with a six speed automatic, and the three point five liter V six comes with an eight speed automatic. Mm. Yeah, I, I know the, uh, the, the two litres only in a two-wheel drive as well, whereas the others have a, an all-wheel drive. So uh, maybe it's just completely different front end. don't know. Yeah, they didn't really, didn't really seem to cover that. Um, but the, the hybrid is the, the, the obvious, obvious winner in the performance stake, so I felt quite, quite confident behind that. You could easily you know, overtake someone and without, uh, without a second thought. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, look, I, I think they've done a very nice package. And, and the one place none of us sat yesterday uh, was in the back. Um, I can actually tell you that two weeks ago I was in the car and I was chauffeured in the car and I sat in the back. And uh, at 183 centimetres tall, I'm, I'm a guy who actually craves legroom and mm. um, there, is, there is plenty there. Uh, you, can, you can throw a couple of uh, good-sized adults in the back. They're not going to complain too loudly. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty comfortable all round. Although it's it's uh, they're limited to five seats, so you think that's that'll be an issue? Yeah. Look, I, I don't. Um, I, I don't think the call for seven seaters is that big, particularly in the luxury uh, SUVs. But look, I, I could be wrong, and 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 the the point was made by uh, Sean Hanley, the company's chief executive, yesterday that. Should a seven-seat variant come on the market, become available in, in, in Japan, it will be looked at uh, seriously for Australia. So yes. yeah, obviously they'll, they'll, they'll the be Lexus first, first in line for it. it. <laughs> yes, yeah, yep. yeah. I, I don't think it's a deal breaker in, in this size vehicle. I mean, the uh, the back does slope down pretty sharply, so you wouldn't have a low headroom anyway. It'll be a, a kids, well, exactly. a, kids only seat. So, uh, do you think the uh, the overall improvements are, are bringing it uh, uh, up to the European marks, or do they have a bit of you still maybe a bit of catching up to do? I think in terms of overall refinement, um, it still falls back a little bit. Not a lot, and I think Lexus uh, feels it's covering that, that gap by having pretty attractive pricing. Yes, the pricing is up around about mm, roughly $10,000 per vehicle across the board, mm. but they're throwing in a lot of good equipment, and the car itself is, is not fundamentally flawed. It's a nice thing. I, I would suggest that it's different to the Europeans, um, and, and that is what makes it attractive. You know, it brings its own level of interest. So Infinity is doing the same thing. They're, they're, they're tackling the Europeans in a, in a different way. And I think that, that's commendable in some respects. Mm. Yeah, at least they're, they're, they're not trying to just emulate that completely European style. Well, they're keeping their... Absolutely. A bit, there's, there's, it, still, it still feels like there's a bit of Japanese-ness to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't disagree <laughs> with that. It, it, there, is, there is some Japanese-ness to it. Yeah, absolutely. But... Um, I, I guess some people like that. I mean, the, the, the nice thing is here is, a, uh, is that you are buying a luxury car, but you are paying Toyota servicing costs and getting Toyota reliability. Yeah, yeah. And that's a nice trade-off too. Yeah, it does have that big T brand behind it, doesn't it? So, and it um, does, it does. And and they they and made we, we, they made a big emphasis on the uh, the customer experience as as, as well. Oh yes, yes, they did, and uh, well, I, I guess what they were saying, if you if you read between the lines, is that um, when when the cars are all getting a bit samey, you have to um, find you get 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 your kicks in uh, in in other areas, and mm. if one of those is I don't know, um, we'll download a million dollars worth of uh, sorry a million songs into your uh, into your iPod uh, yes. for you to play <laughs> in the car, then that that's that's a hook. Yeah. Yeah, they mentioned that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. The pricing is um, you've got a range from let's call it about eighty-ish on on the road up to you know towards one hundred and twenty. You think that's uh, enough of a, a spread for people? Well, yeah, 
really complain and you, you're looking at I mean, it, it's it's a complex uh, lineup when you've got a turbo four a naturally aspirated v6 a v6 hybrid six speed auto eight speed auto cvt auto two-wheel drive all-wheel drive you know this there's a lot of things to choose from and 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 just to make it interesting yes look i do agree with you it, it is a good spread and then then they make it more interesting by saying but then there's these option packs yes, for three and yes. a half four and a half and seven thousand yeah, dollars you know yeah. <laughs> it could almost be confusing Yes, you can up- upgrade your to the mega display and a, a, and three more speakers. So, what was your yes, sta- exactly right. <laughs> What was your standout feature? Putting aside the world first height adjustable cup holder. Yeah, I didn't get to try the height adjustable <laughs> cup holder because I didn't have a cup. It, it was but, very um, subtle. <laughs> you look for it, obviously. <laughs> Basically, the, the the bottom you can push down. You can sort of push it down and it'll lock in different levels. And then you have uh, a little button to release it and it, and it smoothly rises back up. <laughs> wow. I, I just can't. I, I did, <laughs> there are no words. <laughs> I, I find, maybe I'm really fussy, but I, I do find... I often struggle with seats, and that it had 14-way adjustable seats. You could even yep. adjust the pet hater mine. You could even adjust the headrest forwards and backwards. Yep. Um, I, I really like that. It was very, you can just get it just the way you want, which is, uh, uh, yeah, it's me, like those little it, touches. Yeah. For, for me, it was the square meter in front of the driver, behind the steering wheel, the, the dash layout, the head-up display, and that big, 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 monitor for the mm. for the uh sat nav etc that that square meter just made it for me would so so would you buy one at the end of the day do you think they've Absolutely. done they've done everything yep. they need to do yep i i would i could find happiness i think in probably a um a 350 luxury so the the entry level all-wheel drive at eighty thousand dollars plus on road yeah look i'm not going to but but if i had that sort of money in my kick yeah i could i could uh live happily with a lexus i think with with the new rx yeah i think this is um it's actually it's actually one of their biggest sellers the rx is 30 to 40 percent of their sales in australia so um exactly right they reckon they're going to do up to almost seventeen thousand next year and um eighteen thousand beyond that so uh, yeah but if i had one i'll tell you what i'd probably park it nose first into the wall (laughs) that's its weak spot (laughs) (laughs) and make sure make sure there was no mirror there (laughs) (laughs) absolutely (laughs) oh brent's uh lovely to talk to you thank you very much for your time (laughs) <laughs> Errol, it's always my pleasure, I have to say. No worries. That was Brent Davison talking with Overdrive about the new Lexus RX series luxury SUV.